Hello there. Welcome to our podcast, Conversations in Noosa. My name is John Caruso, and the podcast is now available on the newly launched in Australia Google Podcasts, which means it's even easier to access Conversations in Noosa, especially on devices like Google Home. My next guest ran her own business as a pharmacist, worked in the New South Wales Health Department, and was progressively headhunted, travelling extensively throughout Asia, representing pharmaceutical company Bayer. Carolyn Winkler now calls Noosa home, and the last couple of years has sadly been filled with loss and grief, losing both her daughter and her husband. In this podcast, we talk about coping with loss, support networks, and new beginnings. I grew up in Sydney. So Sydney was my hometown. I was there until we moved from Sydney to Tamworth for me to buy my first pharmacy. So that was an exciting time. Why did you want to become a pharmacist? Well, my grandfather and my father were both involved with the pharmaceutical industry. Both worked for what was called wholesale drug back then. As a girl going to school, my after-school job was in a pharmacy because that's what I knew best. So they enticed me to do pharmacy. I loved it. Um, I still... Miss it a bit now because I don't work in retail pharmacy anymore. What aspect um, of it do you miss? I love dealing with people. So I like being involved with people. And you like to be able to help somebody. You sort of think that you're doing a good thing. But pharmacy training is good because you get to do a whole raft of things, not just be a retail pharmacist. So my training has led me into a whole series of different areas. Um, government, I was pharmaceutical advisor for New South Wales Health. I've set up a regulatory affairs division for Bayer Pharmaceuticals. So the pharma companies that I work for are fairly large international ones. You might have heard of Pfizer before. So with Would Pfizer, that be one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world? Um, it changes often. So there's mergers and takeovers occurring all the time. Pfizer's still one of the biggest. So with Pfizer, I launched a raft of pharmaceutical products throughout Asia Pacific. So I was responsible for Asia Pacific which was great because I love traveling. So I got to be every second week in a different country in Asia negotiating with governments to try and get products launched. So that was exciting. And that was as a pharmacist because you need to be a pharmacist to be able to talk to the government to give them the benefits of your, of your medicines. A criticism that you would hear often about pharmaceutical companies and pharma- pharmaceutical drugs would be the cost. Is it all about R&D and is that why certain drugs or cancer drugs and uh, are so expensive? There's a raft of issues there. So you've got the R&D costs, which are the main things. So if you're bringing a new entity to market, you've got a patent that's supplied to that new entity. So that gives you an amount of time to actually market the product to get some return on your, on your outlays. Once that patent expires, then it's the opportunity for generic drugs, drugs to come on. Sometimes uh, the originator company will actually produce it with a different name. So when you get a prescription made up, you sometimes get a different name, even though it's the same active ingredient. Some of the generics that come on board are made from different countries. So they're not actually made by the originator company. So it's a it's an interesting thing. The government's pushing for generics because it's cheaper. They don't have to pay as much. So in Australia, we are really fortunate because we have our drugs subsidised. So that makes a huge difference. If you were in the States, you'd be paying full price for everything. So we're really lucky we've got the NHS here. What do you remember about uh, moving out to Tamworth and, and setting up your own business, I assume, your own little pharmacy in Tamworth? And why Tamworth? Uh, okay. Okay. 
had second baby, decided that my husband was working um, crazy hours and, you know, I was at home. What was he doing? He was uh, working as a merchant banker. And so I was juggling two kids, working still in pharmacy, and we decided we should buy a business. So logical thing, of course, would be a pharmacy. So we decided, and back in those good old days, if you were a pharmacist in New South Wales, that's where you practised, didn't go over the border. It's changed now, of course. Um, So we went driving around the countryside and um, there were five pharmacies for sale in New South Wales at that time. And was we, there a reason why you wouldn't purchase a pharmacy in Sydney? I uh, thought it was time for a break out of the big smoke. Rat race? Yes. Yeah. Into a smaller environment with little kids. You know, I thought it would be easier <laughs> to be in a country town. With um, My son was only 11 months old when I bought my first pharmacy. So we chose Tamworth because my husband's sister lived there. So we thought we'd at least have a little touch of family. Support. Just a bit of support with two little kids and a pharmacy. Um, My husband was going to work in the pharmacy. That was the plan. He'd never worked in a pharmacy before. He was a banker. He was a banker. Yeah. Six weeks into the job, he went, I don't know how you deal with sick people. I can't do this. (laughs) These people are sick all the time. They're always sick. So that didn't work. Um, I became a little bit stressed. We'd gone through four nannies by that stage. Each week we'd sort of have a nanny and it was just too much for them. So I thought perhaps I should just move back to Sydney and just forget about it all. But I didn't. I extended the pharmacy hours to seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Um, You're running it by yourself now? I was running it with a a locum. Um, I worked about 90 to 100 hours a week. Um, That wasn't exactly – when you buy a business, you don't always get exactly what you thought you were going to get. So I needed to increase the hours to increase the, the turnover. And then there was um, an opportunity to actually open a new pharmacy at Katingal, which you've probably never heard of. Katingal is between Tamworth and Armidale. So I thought, well, that's a good idea. However, you've still got to have pharmacists and getting staff in a rural country town has not been easy. Um, I don't know quite why I did it, but I did. I had two <laughs> pharmacies, a few pharmacists coming and going, working for me. Um, it was busy. So the only escape for me was holidaying. In Noosa. Was your husband still around or had he left Hamworth? No, he was still around. Right. So he still was, a family unit? He, yes. And so he was still around, uh, just not working with me. Right. Working um, for a building society at that stage. Um, so chuffing. And he was sort of travelling. We had a nanny for the children and the children then progressively went to um, school. As a pharmacist, you've got to, to be open. You've got to have a pharmacist in attendance. You can't have the pharmacy doors open without having a pharmacist there. Uh, At one stage, I ended up with pneumonia. So I was actually had a camp bed in my Kutingal pharmacy, which wasn't as busy as my town pharmacy. And I just have a little rest on the camp bed in the dispensary between doing the prescriptions (laughs) because I couldn't get a pharmacist. So yeah, small business is hard. It is tough. Country towns are hard, but they're great because you've got lots of support, a big support. Reflecting on that, what seems now like a crazy time in terms of your workload, would there be anything you'd, you would change or advice that you could give other, like a small business owner listening to this now? Probably have a really good look at what you're buying. Um, make sure that what you're buying is what you're actually going to get, which is what 
we got a little bit suckered into. But no, go for it. Go for it. It's no great. regrets? No. You do it all over again. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So when did you start the travel and then starting uh, start working for state government? Did you still have the two pharmacies and then progress to... No, it was time for the children to go to high school. So we sold up in Tamworth and moved back to Sydney. I went back to help a couple of friends who had pharmacies and I thought, gee, you know, having owned two, I didn't really want to be working in somebody else's pharmacy. So I looked around and saw this um, job advertised in government. It was pharmaceutical advisor for New South Wales Health as an educational role, but it was more of a policing role, which I wasn't really comfortable about. That lasted for a few years, but then I was headhunted out of that into setting up a regulatory affairs division for a pharmaceutical company, Bayer. And then from there, headhunted progressively to bigger companies. So I had a great ball, had a ball. Loved it. Loved every minute of that. Living the kind of life that you're living now, do, when people ask you um, what you do, do you tell them, do you say you're retired, semi-retired, or what What, what do you tell them when they ask you? Um, have I retired? No, I've actually no, just No, well, that's started. why I was careful. I didn't want to really ask, <laughs> say you're retired, because I know you volunteer on a couple of different boards and yes. stuff. And- I, yeah, I, I suppose I am. I hadn't really thought about it. I have retired. Yes, I did stop working f- Last year. Well, life changed. Um, I suppose a uh, year before last, my, my daughter died and we then thought my husband had been ill for a number of years and I'd bought the apartment in Noosa for my daughter to convalesce after a double transplant. Um, that was the encouragement for her to keep striving, to keep on working at it, to keep living, but it just didn't work. So when she died, my husband said, well, you've always wanted to live in Noosa. Now's the time. So I was able to get a job at the Pharmacy Guild, Queensland branch, still working as a pharmacist. And so within four weeks, we moved up here. So I've been living in Noosa for 18 months. And then unfortunately, his health declined and um, I stopped working beginning of last year. So he passed away last year. And This so was your second husband? This was my second husband, yeah. yes. Yeah, we'd been mar- married for 15 years. He was... Um, a German chef, so um, a different lifestyle to what I'd led previously, which yeah. is... Where'd you meet? We met, um, I was actually working for Bayer and his uh, restaurant was a good German restaurant at Pimble called Lothar's on Pimble Hill, so chef's hat, the whole thing. Um, so we met a long time ago, but both were married and didn't see each other then for years and years until... My Bayer girlfriends asked me to the events for the Olympics in 2000. And um, he was the executive chef, headed up the ship for the German athletes, the Deutschland. And so during this, the closing ceremony, we re-met. And that was that. We've covered a fair bit of territory and I just want to go back and revisit. So you've experienced a lot of grief and loss in the last two years? Mm, my best girlfriend died as well. So That's, I had three. Are you a spiritual person at all? Um, no. Having said no, you've got to hang on to something. So I'm not very religious, but I do believe that there's, you've got to, you've got to have some, some belief there to just keep you going yeah. through. Where does that strength come from? Especially dealing with a, a, a daughter who's, yeah, who's not was, well. That was really hard. She was in hospital for seven months um, on life support um, a lot of the time. And you just have to keep trying to keep her positive to keep fighting, to hope that she'll get through and she'll have the transplant and things will will be all right. Um, It was devastating. Did you have 
a good support network around Carolyn at the time? Um, my mother had just passed away, so um, and then my brother passed away as well. So I have had a bit shitty couple of years. It um, has been, yeah. A, a good base of, of friends um, that were always there. Her girlfriends were always there. Um, my girlfriends were always there. So that was good. You've just got to, you got to keep going too, and I was still working. So I think you just try and put things into little compartments and sort of just deal with things yeah. as you have to each day. Well, did you find you threw yourself more into your work? Or did you find you did, And you I think I've now and, thrown myself crazily now that um, I've lost my three best people, yeah. closest people to me. I think um, – and then coming to a, a new place, that was do or die. And I knew one person only when I moved to Noosa and she had been my neighbour in Tamworth and our kids had grown up together. So I arrived here – and my husband passed away. I stopped working. He passed away. And I've gone, oh, what are you supposed to do when you don't run around 24 hours a day looking after somebody and working? And it was like, oh, panic. Yeah. So So not, not only in your work load, but lifestyle had completely changed, but then you'd lost all these people really close to you. Yes, so so it, was a, it was a really big shock to the system. It was really – and everybody just expected me to up stakes and go back to Sydney, um, but that's not me. This is where I wanted to be in Noosa and this is where I was determined to stay, but I just had to then regroup to see what I could do to – Be part of the community. Be part of the community, to yeah. be involved with people, to get back – in touch with people because you become very – when you're caring for somebody at home. It's quite isolating. It's very isolating yeah. and I needed to be back doing things that I love doing out yeah. and about, meeting people. We talked before we went on, um, opened the mics up. No, I lost my mum and dad and I – I don't know if rationalise is the right word, but, you know, and I miss them and think about them every day. But for me that, you know, I, I come back to the point that it's the circle of life. They were – in their 80s and mm. illness in their past. How do you, I don't know, again, rationalise is not the right word, but almost comfort yourself in terms of what's happened with those closest to you, Carolyn. I often would go out in the yard and look up at the sky and I'd yep. talk to mum and dad. And Oh, yeah. Go what what, what up, do you do? Every night out to the stars, <laughs> do, yep. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every night. So I used to talk to them. Um, Belinda was very sick, so I know even though she was 40 when she died, um, it was horrible um, towards the end, so she's at peace. Um, and that's all you can sort of think of. Yeah. Um, but I miss her terribly. My daughter's girlfriends came up a uh, weekend before last. It was the anniversary of her death. And um, they came up. We all had a great time and yeah. all celebrated and talked about all the fun times and looked at all the photos. And that's what you do. And things get a fraction, a minute amount easier each day, but yeah. you still miss them terribly. I think losing a daughter was worse than probably losing a husband because you have that different relationship. Yeah, of course. And it's so, never expected for a parent. Well, no. Ever. You're not supposed to. That's not supposed to happen. That's right. Do you ever think there's a lesson in any of it? Why? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah. You know, you just sort of wonder. Um, no, I can't. Um, you just think, you know, what could I have done to stop it? But you can't have done anything to stop any of my three special people's illnesses. As a pharmacist, you can't stop it, which is even more annoying. Yeah. You think, you know, you should be able to do something to help, but it's just one of those things that happen. And you just have to move on. So you just have to get up and get going. A lot of people talk about purpose. What's your purpose? I have had to 
establish a multitude of purposes now because I didn't have a network of people in Noosa. I've found different groups of people that I've become involved with and there's things to be involved with. Community things here in Noosa is it's just wonderful the different groups that you can be involved with. Um, well, let's talk about some of those. So I know um, you're on the for Noosa Alive. You're involved with yes, Noosa Alive. Yes, Noosa Alive. I'm the patron coordinator for Noosa Alive. Fantastic. Ten days of culture and arts. Yeah, which 20, used to be the Noosa Alive. 20th weekend. to the 29th of July. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's coming up. So it used to be the Noosa Long Weekend. That's correct. Did you ever come up and... And see, like David yes. Williamson play, or a, yes, in the absolutely, past. Yeah. absolutely. Um, and last year it was the best ten days I had had in Noosa. Was the ten days of Noosa yeah, Alive? Yeah, they kind of reinvented it and relaunched oh, as, as Noosa Alive. Brilliant. And uh, I remember uh, a lot of activities down on the beach there. Were yes, really spectacular too. So that was that was something to look forward to. And I know you're involved with um, the slow food movement as well. Yes, Are you treasurer. No. No, I'm vice president. Oh, the vice president. Yeah. Okay. So slow food Noosa is my, I think, my biggest passion. Yeah. Having been married to a chef, um, my love of food is um, extensive. And the we'd always loved coming to the restaurants in Noosa because all their seasonal produce. And with Slow Food Noosa, I've got to meet a lot of the producers. Um, and in fact, um, through that, I am actually have a, a weekend job. We were um, socialising the other week and uh, you were talking to Jason from... Um, <laughs> Kalula, Kalula Berries. Berries. That's and you're, right. t- you're calling him boss, and you're asking what time you had to turn up to work the next day. So again, this but this is part of your your makeup. So Jason and Kim um, actually were lucky enough to go to Turin two years ago yes. to the Terra Madra. I just have helped them on a couple of. I think it was the festival of surfing. I think, and I helped them with the paleo, yeah. and then um, well, I helped them with the at the Fern Wine Festival again with my slow food Nusa hat on, and. Um, she just said, oh, I wish you could help more often. And I said, oh, look, I'd be pleased to help, not knowing what I was letting myself in for. So, yeah, so this weekend um, Jason and I did a wedding on Saturday and then – At the farm? No, no, no. I was um, in catering. Catering. And then I work at the farm on Sunday. Um, they have ambitions that I will do more, but I think with three on – I'm on three different committees and – I've got my hands full, but I just love it. So I go out, drive all the way out, 45 minutes if I'm careful with the speed, of course, but through the dirt road, um, up to Kalula Berries. And we would have had probably, we had 150 people booked for lunch yesterday. And families come out, they throw a rug on the ground if they want to. The kids run around, they can pick strawberries because strawberries are winter crops. So you can pick your own strawberries at the moment. And um, I look after the bar and look after everything, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. So, do, do you contemplate your life's journey? I mean, I, I, you would, I imagine, a lot. My involvement with my committees take up a lot of my day. I still love to be with people out doing things, and that's the driver. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm very happy to drive up there <laughs> on a Sunday and talk to all the people and have a laugh and see the kids and. Yeah, my, my son and two grandchildren are in Sydney, so I miss them. So I can play granny with all the kids that are running around up there. So that's a hoot. I love it. Do you ever imagine that you would leave Noosa? No. No. 
Here for life. Here for life. Yeah. What, what um, as an outsider, having and, and recently joined the community, what are some of your first impressions of uh, the Noosa community? I suppose it's different to live here than it is to holiday here. That's, I think that's that, that happens to everyone, though, doesn't it? Yeah. You travel somewhere and you go, yeah, I could live here. And then you live there and it's like, eh, it's Ooh. not like you're on holidays. No. It's interesting because Noosa is made up of a lot of people who have grown up somewhere else. Or transitional. So, yeah, I think they've come to Noosa for their next stage of life. And I've come from Sydney, and I must say that a lot of the people that I meet are from Melbourne. So it's interesting to live now in an area where there's a lot of people that haven't got the history. So they don't – it's not as if when I moved to Tamworth was very different. It's different because there's country people have their roots. Yes. And that's where they're from. And those people had lived there for generations and generations, whereas coming here – if you if you're a local, um, you know, easy to make friends. Very easy to make. Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Although I've never really had much trouble making friends, but I think um, <laughs> it's been very easy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's very open. I think to embracing new people. You very quickly become part of a a great group of people that have like interests and have a bit of time on their hands and want to do things. Yeah. And are enthusiastic, so it's, you know, I love it. Awesome. Carolyn, I really appreciate you coming in and, and sharing a little bit of your story. And, you know, I understand it's not always easy, but as I said to start with, I think, you know, with a lot of these things, everybody experiences grief and, and loss and mm. some more than others and in tragic circumstances. But people that have been through that sometimes often t- try and tap into other people and find out where they draw their strength from. And it's been great having a chat with you th- uh, today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, John, for having me. Carolyn Winkler there, my guest today in Conversations in Noosa. And if there are family members or friends that you think might uh, relate to some of the topics we discussed today, please feel free to share the podcast on your social media channels. If you've listened via Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Wooshka, feel free to rate and review the podcast. And I remind you again that we are available on Google Podcasts now, which means it's even easier to find conversations in Noosa on devices like Google Home. There are two fresh podcasts every week up on our In Noosa Magazine website, every Monday and every Thursday, innoosamagazine.com.au forward slash conversations. Look for the uh, new 2018 winter edition out on the streets now. Until next time, take care.